Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Powell Hall has not been open for performances since the coronavirus was declared a global pandemic. But symphony players are still making music together and drawing people eager to hear them play. And that gorgeous piece was actually recorded by our producer, Lara Hamden, at the lawn of a private residence in University City on Wednesday. Musicians set up their chairs in the front yard. Neighbors took their seats on the sidewalks and across the street, taking care to sit six feet apart and to wear their masks. No invitations are necessary for these performances. Sara Saba lives in University City, and she says her first encounter with one of these concerts came when she almost stumbled into it while bicycling. Yesterday we were biking around in the city and we heard this music and people clapping. I was like, wait, what's happening here? Is, is this like, you know, a concert? And he was like, no, I think someone is playing it. But I heard people clapping and I was like, I have to find out what it is. And this is great that we got to hear it today. Another neighbor attending the concert Wednesday was Linda Kraft. So this is the third concert we've been to. And um, one of the things that just sort of struck me visually is that I'm so used to these musicians being in their tuxedos and these beautiful black gowns and to see them in flip-flops and shorts and face masks is just so shocking but then to have this beautiful music and tonight I was thinking it maybe should be titled concert with cicadas because it's almost as if they're kind of playing along And for Linda Kraft, it's safe to say these concerts are something special. You know, there's just an intimacy here that you don't get when you're in Powell Hall. And it's really such a treat. And, you know, maybe it's one of the gifts of COVID, if we can say there are gifts. And joining us today to discuss this surprising gift from COVID is Thomas Yostlein. He is a French horn player and the associate principal horn with the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra. Thomas Yostlein, welcome to the show. It's great to be here, Sarah. So you've been credited as the man behind what's become a movement. What made you start organizing small-scale outdoor concerts? So back in uh, February, my horn student who moved to Philadelphia, his mother is the head of infectious diseases at Children's Hospital in Philadelphia. Hmm. And she warned me that it might be a long time till concerts resume. So I started thinking, what can we do just to keep the music uh, flowing, basically? And luckily, our house is full of uh, um, music. Our sons both play violin and cello. My wife is a very fine horn player. And I play French horn and Alp horn, the Swiss, the long Ricola instrument. Oh, wow. And so we, yeah, so we started just um, just that, just a lot of Alp horn, a lot of violin, cello, and horn, and gradually uh, it built. <laughs> yeah, it really built. How did other musicians from the symphony, your co-workers, how did they end up getting involved? Well, it's all uh, my, my, my brainchild, I guess. Um, we started off, again, fairly small. And then I remember one night I did an Alphorn concerto. Um, I brought in the conductor of the St. Louis Wind Symphony, Tom Poshak, to conduct I think about five or six musicians with me on the on the Alphorn. And then the first big concert we did, and by big I mean 13 players, um, it was the mm-hmm. Wagner's Siegfried Idol, which is, uh, like the, the title says, it's a very idyllic, outdoorsy kind of work. And that mm-hmm. really set the mood for 
for, for the types of concerts, the type of programming we, we try to get here, um, that try to uh, bring, bring a balm to our, our society at this time. It's interesting, you know, hearing the music that Lara recorded from your concert on Wednesday, I'm not embarrassed to say I actually burst into tears just hearing that symphony oh, yeah. music again after not getting to go. I'm getting teary right now after, after oh, not me getting too, to me too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, going yeah. to Powell Hall is, is such a wonderful thing that you can do in St. Louis and hearing the symphony. Do you think people are just desperate right now for the, the rhapsody of, of this live music in a public setting? Oh yeah, I, I can I can show you a stack of uh, thank you notes. Um, um, I probably won't read them without you know crying. So. Yeah, I mean you've really touched people. This is this is something that that people have really yeah. needed. And you've now had a hundred and twenty-five, or it would be a hundred and twenty-five as of Friday. Yeah. Have there ever been anywhere you started playing and, and nobody showed up? Um, no, I mean, I think early on a couple, perhaps, um, but we have a couple really hardened audience goers, um, uh, that come every night. They bring mm. their dogs, they bring their, 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 their wine glasses, maybe. Um, uh, and by the numbers, I can tell you briefly, uh, just talking by facts, we have our 130th concert is tonight, um, close enough to 125. I got my numbers um, off, sorry. No, that's good. We've had 18 nights of Irish music, um, We've had four nights of storytelling, including by the uh, the local library, the the great youth services director. Um, we've had many, many nights of very advanced high school and college uh, players playing either with a, a great pianist uh, who's local, um, Vera Parkin, or we've done several nights of side by sides. Um, with, with symphony players, so it's it's, it's been been great. Yeah. yeah, as you mentioned, so um, so the St. Louis Symphony Chorus um, now almost has like a spinoff of these, and uh, those are hosted by Amy Kaiser, who's the director of that St. Louis right. Symphony Chorus. Here's what she told Lara about the impact that these concerts are having. It was just a beautiful collaboration, and totally unexpected. And I found that these small scale events on the street mostly unrehearsed in the neighborhood were just as uplifting to me and just as moving as these glorious big concerts at Powell Hall. Isn't that amazing how that could be? I mean, that's what some of the reactions too are. Some people here are seasoned members, like they, you know, usually go to Powell Hall and they were still just as moved. In other words, gold is where you find it. Wonderful expression. Who would have expected that in the middle of the summer we would be making music together like this and it would be so magical and uplifting and thoroughly satisfying and joyful. And that is Amy Kaiser, the director of the St. Louis Symphony Chorus, talking to producer Lara Hamden. Uh, Thomas, we talked a bit about what this does for audience members, bringing people like me to tears. What does this do for the musicians who get to participate in these? Right. Well, well, we were, um, for many months, we were just living in our homes. Many did these uh, virtual recordings, uh, some very impressive ones. Um, you can look at the St. Louis Symphony website. There's some beautiful videos there. Um, but there's something about the live experience. Um, what we provide um, are concerts that are not rehearsed. We do work in our parts. We prepare as if it's a concert. Hmm. Uh, there's no conductor frequently. Um, so there are, on occasion, some out-of-tune notes. We are playing outdoors, as you know. Um, uh, but very few, if it's symphony players, I think it's quite a high level of, of, 
of performance. Um, yes, you guys are uh, professionals, but that it sounds like it still does come with some challenges, playing in these small groups without really the ability to rehearse together in person first. Um, are there ever moments where you're like, ooh, ooh, I, I, I hope our boss doesn't hear this? Well, uh, not, not, not too many, not too many. Um, now, that said, there's no conductor frequently, so um, that makes it uh, extra hard. We have to lead each other. Um, mm. Although, uh, and I'm, sure, I'm not sure if he's listening, but I know a certain former maestro lives just, uh, just two miles from where we live here, and maybe, maybe we can lure uh, Leonard Slacken out to, to conduct one, one of these nights. Boy, that <laughs> seems like that would just be something he would be totally into. Have you thought about approaching him, or do you want to wait till he approaches you? I think I will, but I'm, I'm not mortified. I don't know how to, how to approach him, basically. So. <laughs> you don't know how um, to get in touch. We're going to have to help with this, Thomas. <laughs> we, we, we'll, we'll work on that. Um, but, but a few other, other, other things to list here. Um, yes, a lot of youth orchestra students playing. Um, we've done uh, symphonies, Mozart symphonies, 25 and 40. Um, I've even had my college students as the concertmaster leading uh, both symphony and college players side by side. Um, and I'm very proud that the newest development is on Saturdays, we have the nonprofit music venue in Maplewood. The Focal Point hmm. is pop populating our Saturday series. So we have... Uh, we have the Wee Heavies tomorrow night, uh, which is a local a cappella Scottish singing group. Uh, we've had folk, we've had jazz. Um, it's been a real music festival, you could you could say. That's amazing. Are you worried that these are going to get too big and that it's going to be hard to get people to stay far enough apart? That's a great question. That's what actually your producer asked me that yesterday. Um, I'm very deliberate. I do not send out an email list. I just post on my private uh, Facebook page just around 2 p.m. each day. Um, the most we've had is about 150 audience members spread across six lawns plus the street and the sidewalk. Hmm. Um, uh, I'm, I'm fine with families in pods. I make announcements about masks and being six feet apart. Um, and lastly, I must say, I'm not a virologist, but it seems outdoors, if you're distanced, seems safe. It does um, seem to make a, a huge difference. Yeah, yeah. There, there was an, in mid-May. There's, there's a Chinese study, out of seven thousand five hundred virus uh, confirmed cases, only one of those over seven thousand was caused by outdoor transmission. Hmm. Um, so uh, I think we're okay. And I did want to mention, we asked Amy Kaiser about this. Again, she's the director of the St. Louis Symphony Chorus because singing together is something that has been considered relatively risky in the age of COVID. And Amy explained how they at the chorus are keeping safe distances. We did not use masks, but we sang. Uh, we spaced we it using garden hose and electrical cord. And then I wrote everybody's name on an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper and we made sure they were eight feet apart and put a brick on it so it wouldn't blow away. So everybody just found their place and it just worked. And that's Amy Kaiser, director of the St. Louis Symphony Chorus. Uh, Thomas Yosline, are, are you players able to stay eight feet apart or you're just careful to stay masked? Uh, the, the strings are all masked um, and we do, we do insist that they are at least six feet, mm -hmm. ideally eight feet apart. Um, we get to use our lawn, which is about, Ooh, um, roughly 160 square feet. We have two driveways plus the neighbor's balcony to use. So 
we, we are definitely um, spaced apart. And of course, having spouses like my wife uh, next to me or our son uh, makes it makes it easier in, in that regard. You're so already if, in the same pod. You don't have to worry about that. So that helps. Yeah, okay. right, right. Um, so one other thing we wanted to mention, I understand at this point, um, Laura has told me it's not just music, that kids are selling lemonade and people buy food that's been made by Syrian refugees. What a nice twist. How did that come about? Yeah. So the well, the, the lemonade is easy. That that's our our, our boys. Um, uh, they they make it. Uh, you wearing gloves. They seal it, and they even use um, mason jars that are that are washed uh, in boiling water. So it's all kept very safe. Um, and then the food is by a wonderful uh, Syrian refugee family that our family has befriended, uh, again, thanks to the symphony, thanks to Maureen Byrne at the symphony, got us in touch with them. Uh, we found them housing, and we are um, very tight with them. So they, they, they have a, a commissary where they pre- prepare the food, they cook at the farmer's market, and then at once a week um, they come to our, our sidewalk and, and sell falafel and chicken and hummus, that kind of thing. So there is a food option there. Um, I know these concerts are free, but you also do accept donations. Where does the money from that go? Ah, that is a great question. So the the best way to give is right to the symphony. Um, give them a donation would be great. If you list on the check, you know, uh, I was inspired by the concerts. That might be a nice touch. Um, that's the first step. Um, the musicians associate, or the musicians of the symphony do not have a way to receive donations per se. Um, so I would say donate to the symphony, or if you come to the non-classical nights, the Saturday night concerts, we do have a, a tip jar there to help out the local folk and jazz players that do not have income at this time. Um, oh, okay. So, so people yeah. who are participating with you, you find a way to get some money to them. Uh, for the folk and, and jazz players, yeah, and Irish, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Well, man, this has really grown into such a thing. Um, looking back, did you have any sense of how big this was going to become? Um, no, I was I was very, um, uh, I guess, kind of uh, neurotically, uh, that's the wrong word, but, but just um, devoutly, that's a better word, devoutly insistent on keeping these concerts going. Um, because I know once you stop, it's hard to maybe start up again. Um, but most of all, the audience, the connection we have to this audience is so powerful. Seeing the smiles, uh, just hearing the thunderous applause afterwards um, has been so joyful. Um, so, yeah. Well, Thomas Yoslein of the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Great to be here. And I do want to mention we're going out of the show with music that is from one of these yard concerts. Just amazing stuff. Podcast episodes of St. Louis on the Air are available wherever you get your podcasts. St. Louis on the Air is produced by <clears throat> Evie Hemphill and Lara Hamden with production assistance from Aaron Dorr. The senior producer is Emily Woodbury. The executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. Happy Friday. I'm Sarah Fenske. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.